Okay. So uh, <clears throat> the scribe was just just that, and after after the captivity, when they went into captivity, um, the first people to go back to Jerusalem was Ezra. He made two trips back, and Nehemiah made a trip back, and he was a scribe and a priest. And it's his followers that really um, brought up being a scribe after, after captivity. And there were years there, you know, the 400 silent years that we know before uh, the New Testament picks up, where they developed into a main party. And you could substitute the word lawyer <laughs> for scribe and, and be pretty correct because they were uh, very much involved in every little word of, uh, of Scripture uh, and the scribes. So we're going to be talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. So we, we started out here in verse 2. He says, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Well, what was Moses known for? By and large, he was known for the law. Uh, and, and we had uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers were all about Moses and the law and the wanderings of the people. Pastor Bobby has taken us back time and time and time again to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is the second giving of the law because uh, the, everybody from 20 years up had died in the wilderness. And so when we got to Deuteronomy, Moses said, I need to tell you again what happened. And he, he basically uh, condenses um, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers into the book of Deuteronomy. Not totally because it, it, they're different. But the second giving of the law is, is Deuteronomy. And that's where uh, Pastor Bobby's been taking us back to where we start again. So the scribes and the Pharisees have seated them have seated them sit seated themselves in the seat of Moses. Therefore, do all that they tell you to do. Do and observe. But do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and do not do them. What, what kind of little phrase have we used, and we've kind of twisted it a little bit. Uh, there you go. And that's what Jesus is telling him. He said, "Do what they tell you, but don't look at what they do, because they they do things." Uh, their deeds, for they say things that they do not do them. And then they go up, he, he expands on that. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them. 
with so much as a finger. Uh, but they do all these things to be noticed of men. They broaden their, that word, and lengthen the tassels of their garments. And back in Exodus and in Deuteronomy again, uh, Moses told them, he uh, said, bind the word in your, in your heart and put them on your, uh, let them always be around. So they cut little scrolls of scripture, rolled them up, put them in a little leather tube that hung down from their, their hat and, and they had the law right there all the time and they were very, very um, um, prominent. In, in fact, Jesus said here, uh, they made them bigger and bigger. Uh, they broadened their and lengthened the tassels of the, their garments. Verse six, they loved the places of honor at banquets and chief seats in the synagogue, respected greetings in the marketplaces, being called rabbi by men. Well, you know, before we're too hard on the, on the Pharisees, um, we kind of like places of, of honor and of distinction. We like people to know who we are and, and that you know, maybe a little bit, but I believe we use a word like, I don't want to be taken for granted, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it gets worse, though, with these scribes and Pharisees. And uh, he said, we like these things. Verse, verse 7 again, he said, they was respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. But verse 8, he says, but do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher. Uh, if you have a New American Standard, that one is capitalized, which means deity. God is your teacher, and you are all brothers. Uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither, when they wrote the, the, the song, The Family of God, he said we call each other brother and sister around here. Well, we don't we don't really do that as much as we have done in the past, and you might have been in congregations that did that whole a whole lot more. But we look at each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And he said, You have a teacher, but that's God. Verse nine, do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father. God is your father. He who is in heaven do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, and that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. I don't think any of us like people who, who are... <coughs> think that they're better than everybody else. Uh, it's kind of obnoxious. Uh, and Jesus kept continually saying, you know, I didn't come to, to, uh, to be Lord. He said, over you, he said, I came to be a servant. And uh, we talked about 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, he came to give his life a ransom for many. That was his pride. That was his job to do when he came on earth. So, uh, this first part of the scripture, he's saying, he's saying, uh, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So Jesus starts off this first part of of chapter 23, the scribes and Pharisees describing who they are and and what they did did or do and what and what they should have done. Uh, now, now he's going off into um, if your Bible is like mine, it says the eight woes, and he's talking about. Um, who they are and what they do. Now, if you if you can hold your finger in chapter twenty three, and go back to chapter five, what is chapter five? The Beatitudes, and we we talked about that a little bit here. So, in verse thirteen, uh, he says, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites!" because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. Okay, look what Jesus said when he was teaching us. Verse 3 of chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we, Jesus is telling the Pharisees here in 23 verse 13, Woe to you because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. Jesus kicked off the Sermon on the Mountain by said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, he says, For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. They're, they talked about stumbling blocks, and Paul talked about stumbling blocks, and about um, being in the way of others who want to believe. Verse 14, Who has a... NIV. Uh, who's reading from the NIV? Is is okay. Is verse fourteen in there? Uh, no. Verse fourteen's not there. Okay. Other scriptures have included this verse in verse fourteen. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers, because you will receive greater condemnation. And if your Bible is like mine, it's got a bracket around it, and it says it's not in the it's not in the earlier manuscripts, and so the NIV has just not put it there. 
Uh, pardon? It's not in the ESV. It's not? Okay. I didn't check that. That's good. Thank you, Karen. But let's go back and look at this. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses for pretense, and you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. When we were in James, we he cautioned the people. He said, he said, uh, be careful if you want to teach. <laughs> he said because you you uh, teach, but you're responsible for what you teach. And we've said it in here many times. Art and I are very aware of what we say, and and we're very careful, you know, to to not put ourselves in the thing, but this is what the Lord says, and we're very careful to be, to be, um, to be um, faithful to Scripture. So let's go back to Matthew 5 again, and let's look at verses 4 and 5. He said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Back to, to chapter 23 and verse 40, 40, uh, 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore you will receive a greater condemnation. Verse 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he comes and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Uh, he says you'll do anything to make a proselyte. Uh, to bring one into you, and yet all you're doing is leading him around the wrong path. Pastor Bobby on Wednesday night's been talking, uh, not on Wednesday night, on uh, Sunday, he's been talking about the Acts, and he's talked about Saul's conversion. And we all know that when Saul was converted, he had a letter in his pocket to take, take people in that were believers. And he had the blessings of the of the the religious leader. He had the blessings of the scribes. He was going a long way to take a proselyte or to or to uh, um, uh, put down on the Christians. And he says, when you get him, you make him twice the son of hell as yourself. Verse 16. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, Whatever swears by the temple, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. You fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold or the temple that, sac that sanctified it? And whosoever swears by the altar, that is nothing. But whoever swears by the offering on it he is obligated. You blind men, 
Which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, whosoever swears by the altar swears by both the altar and everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by the temple and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by both the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. What the, what the scribes and Pharisees had done, they, they had taken what is known as the oral tradition and, and modified the scriptures. And that's one big thing that separated the, the Pharisees from the Sadducees. Now, the Pharisees took the first five books of the Bible, but they also accepted uh, the oral tradition. The Sadducees took only what Moses spoke, which is the first five books of the Bible, and they had nothing to do with the oral tradition. And, of course, the big thing that uh, the writer of Matthew has told us several times that the Sadducees didn't didn't uh, agree with the resurrection where the Pharisees did. It's interesting to note that the that the Sadducees fell apart after AD 70 when the temple was destroyed. They had no place to offer a sacrifice. They had no place to take it, to take care of Moses' law. So the Sadducees, they, they, they left. They left the scene. And we don't call the people today uh, um, Pharisees, and yet they have Pharisaical tendencies in that they're not, they're not doing uh, as Jesus would have them do. Now let's go back to Matthew 5 again. And let's pick up another uh, couple of Beatitudes. Um, verses 6 and 7. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Uh, it doesn't say these, that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, that's the, the hunger is for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Uh, in this particular case, he's saying, he says, it's all this thing that you're saying that we won't swear by the temple, but we swear by the gold that's in the temple. He said, you fools. What's more important, the gold or the temple that, sanct that sanctified the gold? And he goes on and talks about it. In verse 22, he comes to a culmination. He says, whoever swears by heaven swears by both the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Um, we've, we've often read the scripture in, in, uh, in Micah when you know he presents this argument Shall I give my firstborn, you know, for, for, for the uh, sins of my soul? And the ultimate response is, he says, no, uh, to love God, to walk in his ways, and I'm happy with that. 
but but during this time they had built all these little things that you needed to do you need to swear by this and swear by that and swear by this and it was all part of the oral tradition verse 23 woe to you scribes pharisees hypocrites for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and you have neglected the weightier provisions of the law justice and mercy and faithfulness but these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others you blind guides who strain at a gnat and swallow a camel Well, they tithe the herb garden, and yet they, the weightier things, law, justice, mercy, faithfulness, or justice, mercy, and faithfulness, these things you should have done without neglecting the others. Uh, we appreciate we appreciate the money that's given to the church. But, you know, if that's all you do, you've just done part of what the Lord asked you to do. He wants your faithfulness and wants your faithfulness here. Um, mercy and justice. Verse 25. Woe to the scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they're full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. They had a big deal about washing pots and pans and this kind of thing to keep it clean. And yet, he keeps talking about here. He says it's not, it's not, it's, it's not what's on the outside that matters, it's what's on the inside that matters. He said that in several ways. We've talked about uh, about that, you know. He uh, that he he wants he wants us uh, to be pure without. And Jesus Himself said, "It's not what you eat and take in that defiles the body, but what comes out of of the body. How we how we do that." Let's go back again to Matthew five and look at. Look at um, another beatitude. <clears throat> Verses 8 and 9. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So, 
when Jesus started off teaching us as we we went through that, he 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 wanted us to get it right from the start. And yet he gets down to the last week of his life and he sees what's happening with the scribes and Pharisees and he says, I need to call them out for who they are. Verse 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs which are on the outside appear beautiful but inside they're full of dead man's bones and uncleanliness. So you too outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. I can't improve on that. Verse 29. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and said, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been a partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the son of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then with the measure of guilt of your father. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? You know, somebody said if Jesus was to come back, we'd kill him just like they did then. He's saying here, the scribes and Pharisees said, if we'd known, uh, we wouldn't have anything to do with killing the prophets. And yet Jesus was standing there, and just a few days before then, what did they try to do? Seek ways to kill him. So not only were they being hypocrites again you know he says uh, he says your heart hadn't changed you you you're just talking it doesn't mean anything to what you say your fathers killed the prophets and you will too and verse 33 he says your servants you brood of vipers how will you escape the sentence of hell Verse 34, Therefore, behold, I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. When we were in Acts, what did the Jews do to Paul? They followed him from city to city persecuting him as he went it was always the Jews that did it uh, because he was teaching and preaching what Jesus would have him have him teach verse 35 
so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Uh, if you want to scribble a re reference down at Second Chronicles 24, 20, 20, 22, where history tells them that's exactly what they did. They murdered um, uh, the prophet between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Um, and most people transcribe that word not as uh, a generation of people, but, uh, but a race or for all time. Verse 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones them who are sent to her. How often I would gather your chickens together the way a hen gathers her, excuse me, gather her children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. Behold, your house, the Jews, is being left to you desolate. For I say unto you, from now on, um, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Turn real quickly to John, the first chapter. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the first chapter. Verse 10. He, capital H, Jesus, was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him, but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Verse 11, he came to his own because everything that was created, it was by him. And he, he was a Jew. He came as a Jew as of, uh, of the tribe of, uh, of um, I forgot, was it Joseph? Judah. Le Judah. Judah. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, and yet, his own didn't receive him. And you remember at the crucifixion, uh, Pilate wanted to let him go. And what did they say? Let his blood be on us and on our children's hands. So uh, he came to his own and 
the leadership of the of the Jewish people at the time didn't want anything to do with Jesus. And he's calling them out here in this chapter. Next next week we're going to talk about the uh, end times. And there's a lot in chapter 24 about end times. I don't know that we'll get very far, but we'll try. Any questions? Uh, Second Chronicles 24, 20 through 22.